This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome to Mother. No, it's Mother. Welcome to Mother, the show where we can explore our inner mothers to actualize our greatest selves through interviews with incredible guests, live coaching sessions, and my own experiences. We're going to dive deep into embracing feminine values and reparenting ourselves. So be prepared to show up, hold space, and be mothered in a way you never have before, but have always needed. It's time we rewrite the Mud Her Code. Well, here we are. Welcome to another episode of Mud Her, rewriting the Mother Code with me, Dr. Gertrude Lyons. And I'm so excited, so, so excited to have Allie Phillips jump on with me today. And I'm going to share a little bit about her and all sorts of stuff, but welcome, Allie. Yay. Well, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Yes. So Allie Phillips is, I'm going to save some formal things and then say some personal things. Allie Phillips is like a premier Chicago wedding planner and president and owner of Engaging Events by Allie. And then I I can't wait to say, and I'm going to share more about her, but she's our wedding planner. (laughs) So yay. So we have a lot of personal experience and we're going to be diving into things all about events and weddings. So didn't want to wait to say that one. But Allie, you know, it wasn't hard to sift through and end up choosing Allie because she's the best. And that was very clear. But I'll give you a couple of her details about why she's the best. So she's been in this business for over 19 years in the event planning business, recognized as a leader in the wedding and event industry, named a top list destination planner by Destination Weddings and Honeymoons magazine. Name one of the favorite Chicago wedding planners by Chicago Magazine, big deal, as well as one of Chicago's favorite wedding planners by Brides Magazine. And Allie's planned over 350 weddings that have taken place all over the world. And she does this so beautifully and seamlessly and fun and authentically. But she also gives back by mentoring and aspiring event professionals, speaking at college campuses, conferences, volunteering, and is a co-founder of the Illinois Events Coalition that was founded in 2020 to help advocate, support, and educate for the events industry. So needless to say, lots of wonderful creds, but really, as I think you will discover as we talk, they're well-deserved, well-earned for many, many reasons. So Welcome again, Allie. Yay. Oh, thank you. I need You're to, welcome. Like, it must be over 350 now. I think I need to update that. I'm sure. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, I wonder if it's more than 19. I'm it's more than 350. 420, well, I think or so. 420. Okay. And I don't know if you can count our event yet because it hasn't happened because no, Morgan Mitch's <laughs> wedding is in February. So we'll be, you know, I'll be sharing about the topic that we're talking about. But I'd love to start out. We're going to be talking about particularly tying you and event planning and the fact that you're, you know, holding space and, you know, so much right in the midst of what can be some of the more, one of the more emotional events that, you know, this isn't just a corporate gig that, yeah, there's stress involved with that, but this is, you know, this is families coming together. This is, you know, heightened potential drama, all, all that stuff. But before we get into that, I'd love to hear a little bit kind of how'd you get into this business? What's it, what's your journey been a little bit like as an event planner? And then we'll go from there. Yeah. So it's been a 19 year road to here to present. And we've 
lived through recessions and pandemics. And it's amazing to still be here and still be planning events. And now to continue to plan events outside of our country, which is so exciting. And, you know, we're traveling a lot now again. So we're excited to be here and still on the map. But um, I started my little business, I call it, because I'm the owner and main planner and designer 19 years ago. I actually worked in the logistics industry prior to, believe it or not, I worked in trucking. And oh yeah, oh, yeah and but on the logistics side of things, yeah. and project management and customer management. And I kind of did some soul searching in my late 20s and was looking to maybe start my own thing and be my own boss. And a friend at that time said, you'd be an amazing event planner. And at that time, you know, maybe the universities, a couple of universities had a hospitality degree and there wasn't as many things as there are now for, um, you know, inspiring wedding planners. So I just kind of figured it out on my own. I've always had a very entrepreneurial spirit. As my father said, I put up my little sign and I said, open for business. And with just sort of the business acumen and my relationship management in the career that I had previously, I had a lot of success really early on with many mentors along the way. I worked for another event planner who lived in the suburbs and she sort of pulled me aside and said, this is it. I think you can do this. So I started that, you know, 19 years ago, and it's been an incredible journey to be part of this you know, it's, it's almost this sort of rite of passage in life. It's this most important thing that a lot of times is, you know, people's most important day of their lives. And that's what we hear a lot. And it's fun to be part of that journey and to be an entrepreneur too, and be my own boss and meet amazing families and travel to great, wonderful, beautiful places. And I mean, basically I get to, every day I get to help plan a celebration and that's very effective, fun part of my best part of my job is that at the end of the day, it's two families coming together, two people coming together, and there's a great party at the end after the end, and we get to be a part of that. So 19 years of it. It's been amazing. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm happy I get to like say firsthand, you know, that I feel that as in working with you and, oh, I love you know, having gotten to know you and, you know, you, when you hire a wedding planner, you want to hire somebody that you know, you're going to enjoy being with, right? And because you spend a fair amount of time together. And, you know, it really has to like connect and click. And there was a depth to you and a maturity, I guess, you know, and I don't mean like, well, I've done this a lot of years. There's just a solid maturity to what you do. So I would imagine that that was cultivated and learned. And I think one of the things I want to jump right into is, did you, when you started in event planning, did you know, realize that, you know, this is a happening that would have so many emotions involved with it. And what was that like for you? And how did that start out and, and then evolve over the years for you? Yes, that is such a great question. And it's not something you think about when you say, I think I'm going to do this. I'm going to start, you know, planning weddings and events, but you quickly learn that there's emotions and layers there that you never expected. It's, you know, getting married can be this joyful, but also sometimes sort of scary process because it's something a family and a couple have never done before. And so you become the, the guide and leader of that. And within that can be layers of emotions of excitement, nervousness, frustration, families wanting certain things, couples maybe not agreeing with it. So immediately you learn there's a little more here that you thought, right? And then you also learn too that within the community of vendors and partners that you work with, there's also emotions there. And we oh, see that yeah. on the day of, and you see that leading up and you saw it 
when, you know, I saw it during the pandemic is, you know, brides and grooms obviously had moments of having to move things, but then also vendors had moments of losing business. And so as I slowly made my way through it, you learn not only the management of events, but the management of emotions and all the things that go with these celebrations. Yeah. And I think it's so fascinating, you know, and uh, it can be, yes. Well, I'm going to jump right to, you know, how do you take care of yourself around that? Because, you know, I mean, I know from having had my own wedding 33 years ago, well, coming up on 33 years that, you know, some of the best advice I got was to, you know, to just be aware and understand that all of the family stuff comes up, right. And there's yeah. something particular about, you know, these transitions where families are coming together and just within your own family, you know, the things, emotions get really heightened and things can get pretty raw and, and sometimes kind of rough. Now, do you see yourself as like a intermediary in that? Do you try and like kind of stay out of it? Or, you know, how do you, when you see this kind of going down in relationships, you know, kind of what's your style? What do you do? Yeah. I mean, there's no way to avoid the emotions and you become a confidant. So people share with you and feel comfortable with me. And I I want all my clients to feel really comfortable with me to tell me sort of exactly how they're feeling. And as I see the dynamics happen between and the emotions that come up, I'm not as necessarily emotionally tied to it because I'm separate from it. And I can look at it from a perspective, a different idea and a different perspective, right? My mom wants me to wear this sort of dress, but I really don't want to. And sometimes that can cause sadness and tears and frustration within the family, right? Or within any decisions that are made during the wedding process. And we just come at it with like a very look at it from both sides and respect both emotions from the person that it's coming from and just try to navigate the best plan to move forward. And sometimes it's lending an ear and just letting a person vent or cry to you but really hearing them out and understanding what lies within that as well. And so while in my own life, I might not be the calmest individual, within my career, I am. And I stay very level-headed and I am always quick to just sort of take a breath and calm everyone down and really try to drill in and see like, okay, how can we solve this if it's something that we feel that might be just causing that stress in the process? And my sister always giggles too, because she sees... Allie at home and normal life. And then she sees Allie at work and maybe on TV and she's seen me speak and things like that. And she always laughs and she's like, you have a, you have a really good knack for managing people and helping them feel comfortable and helping them feel at home where they're comfortable enough to share those things, but then also create solutions that would work for everyone and keep the peace with everybody. Because sometimes there's times where, and it could be something minor, or it could be something I want to do a destination wedding, but my parents don't. And it's just working through that. And then for me, just leading and guiding and giving options. Yeah, no, I think I love that. And, and yes, I have experienced that. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I, it's so funny that, cause you know, you, it becomes part of your job. And then now when yeah. you ask these questions, I'm like, wow, I almost do this naturally now, which is great. And I think through experience and like you said, thank you for that maturity. I can navigate that and help people with that. and make people feel at ease. Yeah. No, I, I think it, you know, I'll share an example. Like, I think you've done a very good job because I know I've come to you with like, well, I can't, you know, <laughs> like, and I'll, I'll, I'll just say it directly, you know, like some things that my husband wanted 
for the wedding and then kind of was like stepping in. I was like, oh, you know, why are we doing that? Like, I don't know if I want that. And, you know, you could just hear me out, you know, and also hear him. And you're not, what I've loved is you're not taking a side. Like, I kind of wanted you to be like, yeah, that's really dumb. Like, we shouldn't, I'll try and talk him out of it. Or, you know, <laughs> you don't do that. Right. And I think that's really takes some discipline and skill to, because you might have an opinion one way or the other, but that's not oh, the point, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But you're also navigating, yes. you know, a lot of people's desires and wants and kind of visions. And, you know, it's been quite a journey for me to everything from when, you know, Morgan first started planning the wedding. I was so reluctant to be a part of it because I didn't want her to feel like I was overstepping. I didn't want her, you know, to feel like we were running the show in some way. And, and then she actually got mad at me that I was like stepping back too much. She's like, I, you know, I will tell you if I don't, want your opinion or like what you're saying. And I've so much appreciated that because it's allowed me to, you know, have fun and be a part of this, which I hadn't thought of or imagined, but it also stirs stuff up for me. And I think, you know, the things from like, well, they should do it this way because that's how we did it. Or, you know, well, I did do it that way. But now that I think differently about it, I think differently about, you know, the patriarchal notion of like the man walking down woman, you know, the daughter down the aisle and handing her over. But I've done my own work on that, you know, to look at like, what is that to me? Right. Cause I really do believe you can make meaning of whether it's kind of a historic tradition or whatever, you know, even if you do that, where you're coming from, is it, but you know, that's my stuff, you know, that's, that's me. And to be able to separate that is something I've been working on. And I wonder if you see those things happening, if you've ever, you know, kind of steered people in the direction of like, well, I get you have a strong opinion about that, but why don't you look at that for yourself kind of thing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it happens all the time because I think sometimes, you know, weddings have this historically, there's so much tradition and etiquette surrounding a wedding, right? Mm -hmm. There's books on it, you know, Emily Post, you know, Martha Stewart, Emily Post, you know, these, these people have produced books that say how it should go. So there's a lot of like societal pressure of how it's supposed to be. But I always sort of say, well, but does it have to be that way? You know, and mm -hmm. question those, like you said, historically, the father of the bride walk, you know, and, and question those of like, well, let's do it differently. And it makes sense for us to do it this way. And, you know, I was just talking with two friends that are getting married. I'm a bridesmaid, right? But they wanted some advice. <laughs> and so they get it from me. And, you know, they said, you know, first dance has to be after dinner. And I said, well, who says that? Why not just walk right into dinner and do your first dance there? And no one had sort of recommended that to them. They would just been to weddings where it was done in this scripted way. And I thought, well, why can't the two of you just walk in and do your first dance right away? And they sort of pondered and said, you know what? You're right. Why not? So I think when we are putting together that timeline and putting together the things that you feel sort of pressured to do because of those, just the way you've heard it's done, I always sort of try to push the envelope and say, well, let's change it a little bit. And that usually gets met with sort of smiles and yeah, let's make it different. And, and you're blending two families together and maybe the one family's tradition is different than the other. And why can't we incorporate both? And I think that's something that I love to do and to help my couples know that it's okay to do that. It doesn't have to be how they thought it was going to be or how their friends did it or how their parents did it. Oh, I, I love what you're saying, Ellie, and it 
you know, it also underlines like everything I talk about in rewriting the mother code, right? Like this is about raising awareness and understanding there isn't just one way. And the one way that, you know, you've seen either through the family or culturally, but to open that space to what do you want? And that was such a big thing with when we were planning our wedding and we got coaching, you know, we, it's when we first started doing, you know, couples coaching and Dr. Bob Wright, who was coaching us, you know, said to Rich, like, well, what do you want, Rich? And it was like, well, whatever, if Gertrude's happy, then I'll be happy. And then he's like, (laughs) okay, well, say Gertrude has the things that, you know, she wants, then what do you want? And he's like, well, if all the guests are, you know, happy and we've done a good job with the guests and it it was took like a number of these iterations to get up, but what do you, you know, want personally? And Sometimes that can be so threatening because you haven't really looked at that for yourself before. You've just looked externally so much or, you know, and that was a big awakening for us to do that. And I love that that's what you're inviting people to is because there's going to be a lot more decisions, you know, as a couple going on, like, am I going to follow the cultural norms or the family norms and, and insistence, you know, on things, or are we going to think for ourselves and make discerning decisions? And what are these what do all these traditions mean to us? Right. And, you know, that's where, when I support couples, it's around creating a vision and that's what we were supported in. What's our vision as a couple. Oh, and now we can apply that to a wedding, right? Now we can apply that to this and can really help sift through some of those decisions, but it's, it also is very confrontive to like go against the grain. Like what are people going to think, you know, and stuff. So I don't know. Right. I, I, I think this is such a key, key part. I want to underline. Yeah. And couples are like, And I love that you did counseling before you got married, right? Not everyone has an opportunity to do that or thinks to do that. But even just with couples, as we're the advice that I would give to couples if they have a planner or they don't have a planner is to sit down the two of you and write up what you want and what you don't want. Sometimes what you don't want even helps more than what you do want. And Mm -hmm. and to before you jump into that planning process, just sit together as a couple and have a moment to say what do we want to feel that day? What do we want our guests to experience? What do we want, you know, and just really sitting down and having an honest conversation before you start in the planning process, you know, and, and, and step, and then also too, if family is involved and supporting financially and having those hard conversations from a budget perspective and just getting on the same page as any project, right. Before you jump into it. And I think that helps create beautiful celebrations that maybe wouldn't, you know, sometimes when you hear weddings and a bride and they always, people will ask the bride or the groom, oh, you must be really stressed. You're planning a wedding. And my favorite thing to hear is when couples say to me, my friends ask me how stressed I am. And I tell them I'm not. And it's maybe not because of me, but it's because they've, they have someone guiding them, but then they've also thought a lot because we've asked them to think a lot about it. And that makes me happy. And that's rewriting this historical, I'm a bride or I'm a groom, thus I should be stressed. And oh, a little bit so of- glad you brought that up because those kind of beliefs and they're just in our head, right? Like, right. oh, this is going to be a stressful process. Like, and then we'll create that, you know, and yeah. I'd love that you have the awareness and consciousness to broaden that and just, you know, kind of nip that in the bud, so to speak, as best we can. And right. of course, there's going to be stressful moments. And of course, of yeah, it's course. a big production, right? Like, uh. <laughs> like, no matter what size wedding you're doing, it's a lot. And like you said, nope, it's not something people do unless they're in the event industry, right? Like it's not something people generally have experience of and about being, and even being center of attention, right. can be a big thing for, I think, brides and grooms, you know, in a, in a lot of ways. So I, I love what you're saying. And then, you know, that 
that day, that event, like the whole thing. I like thinking of the word engagement around engaging, right? And that's yeah. the name of your company, engaging you my events. Company, right. Yeah. Right. But the engagement isn't, you know, just something you did like, oh, we got engaged. It's like now we're engaging as a couple. One thing I loved about planning our wedding, it was like the first project Rich and I had together, right? So we got to see like, how do we work? Wedding planners weren't, I know, I'm sure some people were using them 32 years ago, but they weren't in the atmosphere the way they are now, which thank God. Oh, <laughs> I'm thanks. so great. I'm so <laughs> grateful. You know, didn't even like know that that was an option, but still like this, you know, what was going to be meaningful for us and planning the ceremony, you know, became like this just big, like, oh, wow. Okay. This is what it's about, you know, and kind of remembering at times, like, cause you can, I know it's really easy to, and we're, I'm watching that now, even, you know, with Morgan's it's, it's easy to just kind of get into the production of it and forget like, you know, some of the, the, the biggerness of it and what this means and what is it, you know, I, I want that for them, you know, as much as possible. I'm very confident it'll be a beautiful event. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm sure there'll be wacky things that go wrong there. You know, we just did a shower <laughs> and we had, you know, like huge wind blowing everything over and you just got to like laugh and roll with that stuff. But Okay. Well, that leads me to another question that I have for you. So like when, you know, something big goes wrong or there's some, you know, kind of maybe an emotional clashing, like particularly on that day, you know, how do you tend to yourself in the midst of that? And then, you know, is there advice that you give? What, what's kind of your strategy and like some of those really high pressure points where something big went wrong or there was just, a big fight between a couple of people or I don't know any of those yeah. things that do happen. Yeah. I mean, what it does happen in 420 events, you know, we've seen it all. And I, you know, as a human, I'm an empath and I, you know, I take a lot of emotions in and I have to watch myself. I think my friend Megan Taylor said it best. She said, observe, don't absorb. Mm. And you need as a planner, and as things, when things happen that are unexpected on the wedding day or any arguments that might arise, they have, and things have come up. I always, at the end, remember like at the end of the day, you're going to be married and you might be upset that your mother-in-law-to-be is late for hair and makeup or bridesmaid two is, I don't know, running late or, you know, doing something that you didn't necessarily want her to do. And she's, you know, I always just say these little things they will work themselves out and we'll get through it and don't let it. And I've had this conversation with a lot of grooms and brides separately and sometimes together. Don't let this ruin this day. It's just a little thing. You know, we're going to get through it, whether it's someone running late or mm -hmm. a switch of a photographer, because there was, you know, a death in the family and that's, mm -hmm. you know, you picked your photographer, but then you find out the morning of the wedding that that photographer can't, and no matter what, you're going to still have photos and that backup person is going to be amazing. And it's just, don't let this moment take over and ruin it. And that's, we do a lot of pep talks. I've done a lot of pep talks at the back of the aisle, at the, right before the reception. And, and it's an emotional time, right? And it's emotional in that it's joyous. It's scary. There's, you know, some sadness for parents and seeing their babies grow up and those things. And we're just conscious of that, that we're when it gets to be something that's heated, we just sort of, the team stays calm and cool. And we know that we're going to get the couple through it. I mean, I've seen like wedding cakes come crashing to the ground in front of couples. 
And yeah, that's I did kind of want to ask because it's just kind of interesting. <laughs> like, what are some what are some oh. of the big disasters just to like I mean, just normalize and know, know like, that they happen? I mean, like, you know, the bagpiper that wasn't there, right? To do the grand exit. And like I'll be yes. like, so the bagpiper's not there, but we're gonna do the grand exit. There's no bagpiper. No, but walk and smile and make sure you kiss at the end, you know. And I was showing a bride and groom, we were walking into the space. It was at Cafe Brower in Chicago, and the someone must not have locked the legs on the rolling cake table. And that cat came crashing to the ground and we were in the room when it happened. And I honestly just almost thought to giggle. And, you know, I almost, I like sort of sucked my breath in and then it, the, like the linen swept out and it sort of like half landed on the linen. And it, I don't even, I was kind of like, we were all sort of like forgot what happened. Right. And I kind of giggled. I said, well, land it on the linen. This is a good thing. And, you know, we were able to, it was not a four-tier wedding cake anymore. It was three, you know, but it was, we were able to like still make it happen. And it, and I think that in that moment, there was this, oh my gosh, this wedding. And we did sort of giggle at the end. So, and it didn't ruin the day. And it's a great story for me as a wedding planner, but I'm sure it's a story they tell people all the time, right? You know, when they're talking about wedding planning, oh my gosh, our wedding cake came crashing to the ground. And you know, in the bagpiper that wasn't there, the bride, I handed her her bouquet and she's like, that's not my bouquet. And I said, yeah, it's your bouquet. And I don't have a red bouquet. And I said, yes, yes, your bouquet's red. And she's like, I thought I changed it to white. And I'm like, it's red, but isn't it beautiful? And you know, she could have, and then I, we've even had couples turn to me and say, that's not my song that I'm going down the aisle to. And it's, it is, they just don't remember the tune. Right. So oh, or it's wrong. Cause you know, not every now and then, I mean, you know, sometimes at a church, there's some miscommunication, but it's just like, keep rolling and keep it's a day. Right. And yeah. nothing's going to ever be perfect. Not that I'm always looking for something, but it's, there's going to be something that you could say, for instance, like a Morgan shower, who would have known in the heat with not a breath of wind that boom, all of a sudden this wind would come up and the donut wall might have gone flying and the pillar candles came down, you know, and, and it's, those are the things that kind of, you can't anticipate for, right. It no. wasn't the wind, right. In the early no. day. So no. and maybe that was, you know, just a funny universe, just saying like, it's beautiful and per- but it's not perfect. It never will be. So. Hi, I'm so excited to share with you my 2024 Spring Equinox Self-Mothering Retreat that's happening this March, 2024. And I would love for you not only to consider it, but to attend. But in considering it, hey, just knowing that you would be leaving cold weather if that's the space that you're in and coming down to just magnificently beautiful, warm, nourishing place of Zihuatanejo, Mexico, Zihuatanejo, meaning land of the goddess women, and coming to really take time for yourself, okay? And that I am learning more and more isn't just a nice thing to do or something extravagant or something selfish. It's essential. And I really want you to take it seriously to consider, you know, just think about what would it take for me to go? It's a five and a half day retreat getting from where you are, getting there, landing there, and then being in a space that is all about you. It's all about nourishing you. It's all about tuning into you, using everything around us, the nature, the food, the beautiful people, the rituals, ceremonies. I bring it, you know, we really bring it. And 
we go deeper and deeper as the days go on and we release, we let go, we bring in what is nourishing, what is empowering, what is that space of just really divine feminine energy. And we do it in the community of women. It's not for everyone. I will be honest, you know, if that idea of leaving and not making it work or it's just too hard, not for you. If the idea of, you know, spending that amount of time inwardly focused and going to that level of self-awareness doesn't sound like something you're willing to do or put the time and energy into, then it's not for you. And it's good to know that, right? So this is for people who are serious about what it means to mother themselves, what it means to take time for ourselves and that gift and what that gift can bring to us. It was originally right after my fall retreat, it filled right up. But now some people, it turns out, are not able to come. So I do have a handful of openings. And if you're listening to this and you're willing to take that step, please reach out to me. We can do a discovery call or you can put a deposit down. I would love that. And you can do that by going to my website, www.drgertrudelyons.com. Go to events and there you go. It'll all be there. There's a beautiful page there for you to explore. I look forward to hearing from you and then seeing you on my spring retreat. That's and that's what I love. And I, you're helping me like just underline that even more. And that's why I kind of felt like the shower was a, a warm up, you know, for the right. wedding to remind us like, oh my God, it's all of it, right? Like, cause people that have talked about the shower, like, oh my God, it was so beautiful. And the decor and the flowers and Morgan and, you know, just all the little pieces of it and like, oh yeah. And that wind, you know, and <laughs> Right. Oh my God, that donut wall that came crashing down. Like it's all, it's all part of it. But if like, I, I think it takes a certain amount of awareness and skill to not fixate then on that. Right. Cause you're, right. you're wound up and it's not, I love hearing how you kind of redirect and, oh, you know, yeah. re remind like, yeah, you know, this is a thing and look at everything else. It's so beautiful. Right. And to right. remind it. Yeah. And then like, sometimes as a person in charge, like the leader, the like captain of the ship in the back of your head, you're thinking, OMG. Totally. Like, like I'm never going to let him see him sweat. I'm going to put on my happy wedding planner face. And like, we're just going to make it through it. <laughs> and yeah, and, again, and that's something that we'll giggle about forever. And, you know, Morgan and Mitch might tell their kids one day, oh, our shower was so, you know, when, when she has a daughter or a son getting married, oh, at our shower, our donut wall blew over because the wind. Oh, yeah. It's like a story yeah. now. It's become part of your love story. Exactly. And I, I really appreciated when my brother got married and we were at the rehearsal at the church and the, the minister, she was like, she set a context for this that I hadn't heard articulated, you know, at that point yet, which is, yeah, it's not if things are going to go wrong. It's what maybe can't anticipate them, but yes, there will be, you know, flubs, mistakes, like faux pas, like the whole thing. But those are the things that you'll remember. And just what we're saying, like, you know, and that really stuck with me. It's like, those are just as valuable and wonderful as the, like, it almost seems like if it were all perfect, I don't know, like oh, fine. <laughs> that that's, that's okay. Like, that's good too. But I almost kind of look forward now to like, I wonder what the weird things that are going to happen. And so often like people don't even know they were weird things, well, we you know, the guests, yeah, the guests like heart, you know, unless it's something right in front of them and, you know, super obvious, so many behind the scene things that they would have no idea, right. That are even a thing, but 
Yes. And then the list. So when you said that, like, and I hear that, like, you know, this practice for you not to absorb, you know, but to be there, but you're going to absorb like that's, you know, it's kind of impossible not to at a level, but this is where I do want to ask again, like, you know, have you learned more ways like post event kind of your own, like releasing debriefing, you know, kind of letting go of, of the energy of that event for yourself. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm learning, you know, I'm, I'm learning new tools all the time. And with Mm -hmm. the work that I've been doing, I've learned to be better at it because you have to, you know, there is this drive for perfection when it comes to events. And there's a drive for being perfect as an entrepreneur, as an event planner, and it can be tiring and it, it can be emotionally draining. And so I've learned to just know that the things that are said and sometimes the critiques that you hear aren't necessarily at or about you. It's just you're part of it and you're the leader and you're the person that they're most comfortable with, right? Mm-hmm. We look at every event afterwards and we say, what would we change? What went great? What did we learn? What didn't go well? And it's helped me and the team become better at every job that we do. Mm-hmm. And you think, oh, well, she's 19 years in the business. What does she have to learn? And we learn it every, we learn everything, right? And we learn at every possible moment. And then as far as like recharging for me, I, you know, it's important for me to take vacations. It's, mm-hmm. I have emails that come in 24 seven and text messages and WhatsApps, right? Because I do a lot of international weddings and those WhatsApps can come in all night. And it's a way that people will communicate in some countries. And, and I always, I've learned in any job, you could make this just because it's there in your inbox doesn't mean it needs to be immediately replied to. Yeah. And if it's something that you need an answer for and you don't, like I can't get an answer from a florist on a Sunday, but emails will come flying in Sunday night. And it's because couples are at home. They spent the weekend talking about the wedding. And I'm like, don't look at your email on Sunday because there's no upside to me looking at it. Or even right before I go to bed, that's something oh. I learn is that like oh, good. emotionally, if someone is upset about something or not happy with the quote, or there's nothing I can do overnight. So I have learned to detach myself from emails in the evening after I've sort of logged off. And for any job, right? It, it's sort of this nine to five doesn't happen in my career, right? Because I work on the weekend right. and I let my clients know if I'm going to be away or if I'm off for the day or even yeah. if they text, I'll say, hey, heard your text, saw your text. I'm at meetings all day. And so really it's balancing and better managing my time to keep myself emotionally capable of keeping going with my career. And there's times that it's hard for me and there's not every planning process is smooth and easy. And I just give myself the space to like, know that I know that I'll come up with a solution, but I can't maybe come up with it that minute that they need the answer. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I, I, is that answering your question? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking like a lot you... about my life now because, you know, like, how do I recharge? And, you know, I recharge in ways that are meditation and journaling and, you know, going on retreats. Like, I got to go on your yeah. retreat, which was amazing. And that was like really helpful for my mm. wedding season. And I oh. learned things about well, my... say something about that because, oh, you know, obviously you know, this was right? the spring oh. retreat back, spring equinox, oh. self mothering retreat. Yeah. Was, oh my God. It, it, it was amazing. And it was, I was vulnerable because I was with yeah. you, right? And I yeah. learned things about myself. We did a Temescal, right? And I was scared and I got out. And, you know, and the lady that was running the Temescal sort of brought me back in. And there was things that I learned there that 
um, helping me in my career, yeah. becoming less of a control freak, becoming, learning to like, you know, become a better entrepreneur by not taking things so personally and those things that can be a recommendation for anyone in any career is exactly. that separate those two things. Yeah. And um, you know, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, and you have been, I mean, you, from what I know of you, I haven't known, I've known you now a couple of years, but you know, I haven't known you your whole life to know like where you've been working on yourself and developing. But I, I have a sense that, you know, more recently you have a, you know, you've been doing more cause I've been a part of it, you know, and, yeah. and you know, how open and coachable you are. And if there's anything in particular that's made a difference in some of the work you're doing that might be good, you know, for other event planners to hear, but also brides and groom, bride and grooms to hear. Um, and happy to have you share that. And then we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah. I mean, I think like I've gotten really good and I think this could help couples and even parents in the planning process is like being able to like determine what the emotion is that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. So brides will say, I'm so nervous. And I'll say, all right, let's talk about, you know, what are you nervous about? I'm nervous things will go wrong. I mean, we t- talked about it already. And I will yeah. say to them, something might go wrong on the day of your wedding. But, you know, what is, is it nervous or is it? And then sometimes you drill down and it's really not a nerve. It's a fear of, you know, how it looks to their family and friends. Or right. it, I am, you know, I'm, I am sad that my, you know, I'm, I'm leaving home and I, you know, I'm like, I am excited, but also sad about my role as a human being changing, right? Because you're becoming a girlfriend, a fiance, and now a wife. So it's really like sometimes talking about what that emotion, I think. And that's what I'm learning to do is like be able to say, well, that is the real emotion and where it comes from. If that, I don't know, I feel like I'm rambling a little bit, but. No, I I think, I think you underlining, like, I'm going to call it basic, but it's not, you know, it's simple, but not easy with what you're saying, which is to start bringing to awareness. And we refer to it as five primary emotions, fear, hurt anger, sadness, and joy. And when you can identify those, it make, you know, you kind of bring yourself back present. And I think that's such a big thing in a, in a wedding, both whether you're the planner or, you know, the one in the event, you know, if I, something freaks me out and I get scared or I have a trigger, someone just triggered me and I'm like ready to lose my cool just to name that emotion, right. Yeah. Is what I'm hearing you say. And, and you're learning and I've learned and support others to identify that because that brings us back to ourselves and present. What I love about your sin, it's reminding me that all of this is about how can I come back and get present with myself so I can be present to this event, to the happening, you know, what's here, whatever it is that's happening. My presence is what's so important in it. And I, I love that. Yeah. And then like the more, the like more like emotionally healthy, I feel I feel like that then spreads to others, right? Yeah. Here, and here. even like the people that I'm working with since I've started a lot of this, you know, developmental work and it's changed. They're like deeper relationships. And, you know, there was years that we were, you know, planning maybe like 30 weddings a year, right? And when you're planning that many events, you, we never, you know, we'd get to know people, but now we're, you know, we're doing a smaller amount of events and we really are mm. very involved in these like multi-day events, whether it's a destination wedding, we do a lot of South Asian weddings and it's being able to better connect with my clients and help them then navigate the process. And yeah. we work with so many people, you know, on average at a wedding or a celebration, there's at least 10 vendors there, right? 
And then you're have their emotions too. And you're like building this amazing team. Right. And it helps to be like everyone to fully understand each other and like treat each other with love and kindness and respect. Because at the end of the day, like you're building this amazing team. That's part of your, like this incredibly transformational time in your life. Right. And I love being there to help people navigate that and, and pick the right people that make them feel comfortable. Like we, I was in Flores the other day and, you know, I was watching this sort of dynamic in the two different meetings as, you know, same couple, two different florists. And I watched the dynamic in one meeting, very different than the next. And I walked out of that second meeting and I said, I looked at her and she said, love him. And I like knew in the meeting that she would feel the most comfortable with him. And like, he would be the person that would help design and transform her little Pinterest page into this beautiful wedding day. And so that's kind of the work that I've done that have made, I feel like my events feel different than they did maybe 10 years ago. Mm, yeah. Well, I can feel it as you're saying that. Yeah, well, <laughs> it is. And you know, what I love is like you taking care of yourself first and how you said, whether it's directly how, what you're sharing or maybe providing advice or, but it's your being right. Like it's the energy of, of where you are when you're on your own journey. So explicitly it, it carries, it permeates, you know, yeah. and, and I, I love that. I, I love that people are getting that and how valuable, you know, and it's, those are the kinds of things I want to see, you know, written up in how, how you could write that in your, I don't know, wherever you're telling people about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's- and, you know, I do, I do growth work and this is the difference it'll make in your wedding kind of thing, right, you know, right. to, to, to start honoring that and, and how valuable that is. Cause you've, you're investing in yourself, which then carries over to the client. Yeah. Yeah. They benefit from it for sure. And, yeah. and hopefully getting to know me helps them learn something along the way too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. I've, one more question and okay. then we'll close out. Cause I want people to, well, I'll ask this one first, actually, how can people connect with you and, oh, okay. and learn more about you and, and hopefully maybe even do an event with you, but either way, you know, I, I want them to be able to connect with you. Um, yeah. So, well, on Instagram, I'm just at Allie Phillips and it's a L I P H I L L I P S. So at Allie Phillips on Instagram, I'm there a lot. You can DM me a lot of people, a lot of leads come in that way. And then mm-hmm. My website, which is a great way to connect with me, it's quite long. It's engaging events by Allie.com. And I'm the main planner, the lead planner, but we do have a team that works with us behind the scenes. But that's the way to find me on the website too. So that's the way they can update me and reach out to me or send me a DM on Instagram. We're very present on Instagram and we love to share our work. And I love. I think everything we've talked about reflects in your Instagram because it isn't just here's the event I did. Here's it's like. Oh, here's a thoughtful quote. Oh, here's, you know, something that is meaningful and that you're thinking about. And I I love that mix in your, on your Instagram. Yeah. We try to be authentic and real and, and, and kind of, I like people when they say, I feel like I know you from watching your Instagram and that makes me, I did a good job with social media is we want to be authentic and share the silly things. And we share some funny behind the scenes things too, because people love to see that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Last question. So I, I know, cause we've talked a lot and you know what I do and you've been part of it, but what does rewrite the mother code mean to you? Ooh, well, I learned a lot too at the, the spring retreat. I think for me, when you think of 
you know, obviously the mothering, right? You never think of mothering yourself. And I think that was something that so stuck out for me. And when you're trying to create boundaries in your work and day and personal life, you have to think about yourself first and loving and mothering yourself first before you can take care of others. Yeah. And that is obviously historically women sometimes, you know, they're meant to be nurturers and, you know, and they put other people possibly first, but as the airlines tell us, make sure you put on your mask before you help others, right? Mm-hmm. You need to take care of yourself before you help others. And that's the what stands out the most to me. And I've been a podcast listener a long time, and I continue to love to listen to your podcast and uh-huh. learn more about rewriting that mother code. So, yeah. well, I very much appreciate that. Thank you so much. And I love that how we've entered, you know, kind of intersected in our lives now in these super meaningful ways. It means like so much to me. I'm so, so grateful for all the layers, you know, that we're connecting. Well, thank you. I know one of the ways your mother and yourself is you're actually attending an event this weekend. So thanks for taking time out of, out of that special time you're having in New York this weekend to be with us and to share. So yay. Good. Well, great. Well, thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate being here and it's amazing to be part of your daughter's wedding and Mm. you being a mother of the bride. And I love the journey that we've been on. And it's been such a pleasure to get to know you and your family and your daughter and Mitch. And I'm so excited to see it come to life in February. So cool. And and maybe no, maybe the earth, like you said, the wind might come too in the strange way there. Absolutely. I think the wind element, I think the wind element has been making herself known for sure. And bringing some messages that we'll have to open up and listen to, because I think that's possible too. So yeah, well, maybe, yeah, maybe we should think about, we'll have to do a post event. Yeah. I know everyone always tries to get what happened behind the scenes and, you know, exactly. hard to get it out of us, but we, <laughs> we, there are things that happen, but I can't wait for it to be here and for them. Yeah. And I can't wait to see them be united as a new. I know. So beautiful. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Have a great weekend. Thanks. Thank you so much for choosing yourself and taking the time to listen to this podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to Mother. Wait, no, subscribe to Mother Her. It helps other people who need this message, aka all women, well, actually everybody, men included. I'm honored to have you on this journey in mothering yourself. Remember, change is uncomfortable, but it's beautiful and it starts with us. And if you can't wait until next week's episode, follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Dr. Gertrude Lyons or at my website, drgertrudelyons.com. I'll see you next time.